0: Tell me where it hurts, is what the doctor will ask you when you go for a visit complaining of an ailment. He's trying to find out what's wrong. And to do that, he needs information so that he can make a proper diagnosis. The same thing is true when we experience psychic pain, that is, Sometimes our feelings get hurt, our spouses, our boss, our parents, our siblings, they criticize us, they say things and it hurts deeply. Now we can either run away from that pain and ignore it and bury it, or we can ask, why? Why does that hurt so much? Now, it's important in our relationships to have healthy boundaries so that we don't suffer abuse. But healthy boundaries can turn into protective walls to keep out necessary medicine that would heal us, that would bring us closer to the image of God. Now, they call the church the hospital of the soul. And when you hear that phrase, it can kind of change your perspective about everything. It can change the way you read the Psalms. It can change the way you say your prayers. It can change the whole understanding and meaning of the Lenten services. Now, I don't want you all to let Lent go by without ever having participated and experienced an Akathist hymn or a pre sanctified liturgy. This is medicine for our souls. What did Christ tell us? Those who are well have no need of a physician. I came to heal the sick. No, I'm not the first to say, I'm well. I don't need a physician. I say, I am sick. I need healing. I need restoration. And that is why Christ came into the world to restore us, to deliver us. Now, nobody likes their sins and faults exposed to the light of day. It's not a pleasant thing. We all have them, of course. And we all see everybody else's. But in the liturgy of the pre-sanctified, we specifically ask God to help me to see my own faults and not to judge my brothers and sisters. Today is St. John of the Climacus. And there's several sayings in his book, The Ladder of Divine Ascent. And he talks about judgment. He says, To judge others is a shameless arrogation of the divine prerogative. To condemn is the ruin of one's soul. Now, the very first step on the Ladder of Divine Ascent, of course, is humility. Humility. We have to have humility before we can progress to the next rung of the ladder. But humility by itself is not enough. He writes, "...an angel fell from heaven without any other passion except pride." And so we may ask whether it is possible to ascend to heaven by humility alone without any of the other virtues. It's all our aim to please God, to serve God, to continue on this journey of wholeness. He has come into the world to redeem us, to save us, not to condemn us or to judge us but He's also come to heal us. And the pain that we experience is a signal that something's wrong. Now in that process of doing God's will, St. John tells us, in all your undertakings and in every way of life, whether you are living in obedience or are not submitting your work to anyone whether in outward or in spiritual matters, let it be your rule and practice to you ask yourself, am I really doing this in accordance with God's will? Now I know some of you are Seinfeld fans. He has a program that ended 15 years ago, but a lot of people still watch it every night, including me. But it dawned on me, what's that show really about? Of course, they say it's about nothing. Nothing ever happens. It's a show about nothing. But actually, it's a show about hell. What happens when you take God out of the picture? You get four individuals who are so selfish and self-centered and self-indulgent We just laugh at their stupidity. At the very end of the series of the show, they show that they go on trial for this, for being so ridiculous and self-centered. And they are found guilty. And they go to prison. And what do they do in prison? The very same thing. It's as if they didn't learn anything Anything. One time, I had the audacity to accept the invitation of Father Anthony Cunieris to preach at an Akathist hymn on a Friday. Being bold and brash and young and thinking I knew everything, I said, I'd be happy to. Little did I know. But I did say one thing It was profound. And it wasn't mine. God showed me that He reveals enough of ourselves to us to keep us humble, but not so much that we would be destroyed or discouraged. There's enough to really crush us. And when we do see ourselves as others see us, It can be painful and we can get discouraged and discouragement can lead to depression and take away all our energy and all our will to go on. And that's why there is so much emotional suffering in the world today. And that's why people take so many pills to relieve the pain and the suffering but as we said last week, God has called us from glory to glory. That is, He describes our state as being in Christ as glorious. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It means we have to be on the road. And being on the road means God shining His light into those deep, dark recesses of our soul and asking us, to let Him heal us. He doesn't want to stay on the surface, but He's not going to knock down your door. He wants you to open it and let Him search you out so that you can be truly humble and ascend the ladder. St. John ends... Step 26, with this quote. All creatures have received from the Creator their order of being and their beginning, and some their consummation too, but the end of virtue is endless. For the psalmist says, Of all all perfection I have seen the end, but thy commandment is exceeding spacious and endless. If some good ascetics go from the strength of action to the strength of divine vision, and if love never fails, and if the Lord will guard the coming in of your fear and the going out of your love, then the end of love will be truly endless. We shall never cease to advance in it, either in the present or in the future life continually adding light to light. And however strange what I have said may seem to many, nevertheless it shall be said, according to the testimonies we have given, I would say, blessed Father, even the spiritual spiritual beings, i.e. the angels, do not lack progress. On the contrary, they ever add glory to glory and knowledge to knowledge. Yesterday, Father Christos gave a beautiful presentation at the marriage seminar in Atlanta. And he was talking about what marriage means. He says it's salvation. God has given each of us to each other for our salvation. And what happens in the marriage relationship is we're joined by the Holy Spirit and we become like the Holy Trinity in communion one with another, and we share love with one another. But when we do that, we also make ourselves vulnerable. And it means we can hurt each other if we're not careful. But we don't want to fall into the other extreme of being blind and in denial The Holy Spirit is the agent to draw us together to help us continue to grow in love. And marriage gives us that opportunity to exercise humility, service, love with one another and then we can share it to all those around us. So on this, the fourth Sunday of Lent, as we progress to Christ's crucifixion and his resurrection, let's double our energies. Let's see what time we have left. Let's apply ourselves to God's healing in our life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.